I'm here with Jeff, the host of The Conservative Voice. We have more coming up about his conservatism, and we might be talking about an app called Rizzo, but might not. I'm Rasheed James. You're listening to The Rasheed James Day Show. Invisalign over other aligners. Are they comfortable and safe to wear? I asked her doctor for a better alternative to braces, and he said, Only Invisalign aligners are made with smart track technology. Based on years of research, it moves teeth more comfortably and predictably than ordinary aligners. And in many cases, it works faster than braces. So I can develop a custom treatment plan that'll work for each of these smiles. That's why Invisalign aligners have transformed millions of smiles. Invisalign, transforming smiles, changing lives. Hey, Jeff, how's it going? Uh, well, uh, things are going very well, and um, it's really nice to be on here with you. This is my um, my first time uh, podcasting, so you'll have to uh, pardon me if I'm a little bit nervous, but I'm going to try to hang in there as best I can. Yeah, yeah, it'll be, it'll be fine. It'll be fine. We all are friends here, so it's going to be good. Okay, so, um, well, where are you from? I'm from uh, upstate New York. Well, I'm from Buffalo, New York, so we're pretty close. Well, the same thing. Upstate is around there. I'm like more, you're more upstate than I am. I'm more like upstate central. I'm from near Cooperstown, New York. Oh, I haven't heard of it. The Baseball Hall of Fame is. I haven't heard of it, but. You've heard heard of like Syracuse before. Yes, yes, of course. Yes, yes. Utica, Syracuse. Yeah, I I heard of them. I, I, I I live near there. Okay. Well, that's not that far away but still far away that's interesting i didn't i, I didn't realize you were you were from up there yeah yeah and then uh, didn't i tell you that there was um someone on rizzo who also is from rochester no you didn't tell me that oh well there's someone on rizzo that's from rochester her name is vesper her um that's her name on uh, rizzo yeah you gotta look her up man one day we- yeah, I was just talking to her last night. You did? Oh, yeah. She's from Rochester. Yeah. One day we got to get together and do something. You know what I mean? That's correct. Yeah, man. Vesper. Well, I'm in Southwest Florida now. Okay. Um, that's where I. That's where I'm located. That you know now, and where I guess I'll probably be here for quite a while. I don't know, but you never know. I mean, um, you know, people move a lot in life. Like that's just a part of life. You know. Yeah. Um. And, and, and I, I could I could see myself eventually kind of potentially moving farther up north just because of the climate down here in southwest Florida. It's so hot. It's like brutal. I'm sure it is. So um, what kind of career do you have? Or if you're if you do not have a career right now, what kind of career path do you want to take? I had a career. I had a career. And uh, and it, just to put it I mean, just to like try to get it out of the way right now, um, you know, a lot of stuff with me is like in the past because. Uh, six years ago, um, I was almost killed in a racial hate crime incident when I defended and stood up for my black best friend against a group of white racists. And, um, you know, uh, things went, you know, went a certain way. And I, I ended up, uh, getting, getting struck with a, a baseball bat from behind to the side of my head. And, uh, that you know that, uh, that caused me to have a traumatic brain injury and a bunch of other issues and whatnot. And because of that, I had a career. I used to be a certified uh, water and mold remediation technician. Um, and I was actually celebrating that night when I went out when I got hurt. Um, I was celebrating because I had two really big job interviews in my career that obviously I never got to go to because I got hurt that night. Um, so. I'm considered what they what they call high functioning um, in the traumatic brain injury community. You know, like I'm someone who luckily can fit in with society still and talk well enough and look, you know, look fine enough and whatnot to where I can I can I can meld in with everybody else. Wow. So uh, as you guys can see, Jeff has been through a lot. Um, Well, our stories aren't similar, but I do also have an issue uh, with things in my life as well. Um, when I, when I was about, mm, let's say 15 or so, I had 
I had a trouble with my sight. And um, we didn't know that I had, at the time, that I had a, uh, the general, I uh, forgot what it's called, um, but I have a disease in my eyes where it literally basically goes away over time, but I will never fully go blind. It is a hereditary thing. It's a hereditary disease. It's called star guards. And um, I've had it all my life, um, but it really took effect when I was in ninth grade or so. And now um, they recognize me as a person who is high functioning as well. Um, because many people with my situation, as you see on YouTube or so, um, people with this disease can lose very quickly or very slow. And some people have gone totally blind and I've seen it. They have the same disease as me. And sometimes that, that scares me a lot. That scares me constantly every day that I can just lose remote? my sight instantly. Does she have your instantly. remote? No, Rashad, please leave me alone. So that is a problem that I have as well. So we both have issues and, uh, um, yeah, that's something that definitely does compare us to each other. So uh, let's get started with the conversation about politics. Instead of talking about ourselves so yeah. much. Yeah. So um, definitely. Uh, since we both are conservative Republicans, uh, I want to talk about President Donald Trump. So how do you think Donald Trump is doing in office so far? Well, um, I mean, it's it's like a tale of two stories because, you know, uh, there's the pandemic and then there's before the pandemic. Um, I think that as far as with the pandemic goes, I think he's doing as well as president during the pandemic as any president could could have done. Um, as far as I'm concerned, that's my opinion. You know, uh, I know there's other people out there who might think differently, but I think considering the fact that, you know, it's a very d difficult situation that is like a once in a you know lifetime kind of kind of you know deal. Um, I you know I think he's doing pretty well. Um, you know the economy is starting to turn around a little bit. Uh, the stock market is is looking better than it was looking you know a couple months back. Um, we're starting to come around again. You know the you know the, it's just going to take a while for us to get our economy completely back whole again. You know uh, to where it's functioning at all you know at, at all cylinders. Um, now, as far as Trump before the pandemic, I thought Trump was doing excellent. Um, I mean, you know, look, he, uh, his, um, the people he put in place and the policies that he supported and that he personally talked about during the campaign and everything, you know, before the election, um, you know, uh, they basically, those policies, you know, uh, things in, 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 like, uh, like cutting regulations and, you know, deregulating the economy and um, cutting taxes, they led to us reaching a point with our economy to where we were, we were, we had reached uh, a, a, a high of, of over, we had, we had not had an economy that well, that good in 60 years yeah. before the pandemic. Yeah. Um, I mean, we had, we had record unemployment with, with African-Americans, with Hispanic people, with uh, Asian people, with women. Um, and, you know, I believe that, honestly, I believe that once we weather through this pandemic, I believe the economy will bounce back even even better than it was then. I really do. I believe that. Um, because as long as we stick to the same policies that President Trump has stressed and that have done so much for us as, you know, his nationalist stance about things, you know, where it's America first, you know, and everything, you know what I mean? That, that's really a really big thing with him that I really support. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, uh, I really think that um, he's got us in a place economically to where once we can push through some more of this pandemic stuff, I, I think the economy will really get going again. And I think we have a lot of good things to look forward to in the future. And I don't think there's any question that he's going to win the election. I, I don't think it's even a, I, I don't even think there's a shred of a doubt. Um, you know, some people might try to tell you that, like, some of the recent events um, in the in the last couple months might have affected the black vote with Trump in the election. But I don't think so, because I, you know, I think that, um, you know, there already was a lot of um support from the black vote coming for Trump in this in this upcoming election to begin with. 
and I don't think those people are going to change their minds or anything like that because of anything that's happened recently. But that's my opinion. Oh, that's that's an amazing thought, but I do want to go back to what you said at the beginning of your um, statement. Uh, you were talking about Trump's reaction to the pandemic. Um, I do agree. He did pretty well as expected of a president. Um, and many of people expected much more out of the president, even though states should be doing everything by themselves before the federal government gets involved. So uh, I think people expected him to do something in like Virginia or New York or Florida, which is none of the president's concern. The president's concern is overall keeping the virus from spreading everywhere and keeping everything, everybody that's safe. Beyond, that's beyond the scope of his exactly. responsibility. And like, that's beyond the scope. You know. I'm losing you here. What did you just say? I said he's you, the, he's, you you're okay. I said he he's the head of the federal government. It's not his job to to deal with like yeah. what the states do, how they decide to handle the pandemic. All he can do exactly. is try to provide is try to provide the um the materials information. and the support and the information and whatnot that that he that they try can to get offer. the masks going. Try to get yeah. the um try to get the support of the big corporations. That is his job. That is his responsibility. And they've done that. It took time, but yes, they've done it. Did. It did take time. And uh, and we really do appreciate Trump for it. And they didn't they didn't give him credit for getting all these big corporations to start working with him to make the masks, to make the ventilators. If if it wasn't for Trump, we wouldn't have as many people alive today as that's, we do. Yep, that's there's no question about it. Um the uh instead of blaming him for all the death. The World Health Organization that lied and like protected China and everything during this whole thing. Um, when Trump got canceled, all all flights from China to the U.S. and whatnot, they called Trump a racist for that. When Trump xenophobe, in a case, it came straight from Biden as well. Yeah, and you know what? If he hadn't done that, probably tens of thousands of people were, more would have died. Probably. We also probably would have got the strain where people were bleeding out of their eyes and fingernails. You know, we probably would have got that strain here. And thank God and thank uh, President Trump for canceling all those flights from yeah, China I mean, to that's America. That's a big deal. You got to take into consideration that it's a big deal for us to cut off, you know, uh, travel from China because China takes that personal. You, every every country is going to take that personal. Um, Huge deal as well as trade, but uh, Trump uh, clarified that he wasn't talking about trade. No, and, and you know the thing is that's another thing that I want to make bring up and, and and to add that to that to this topic is that I think it's really something that people that a lot of people probably don't even really understand is that what Trump did with China as far as the trade deal goes, yes, did it did it did it hurt our economy to to some extent in some ways it did in a small way. Um, but it did more for our economy in the long term because he's the first president in over 30 plus years to actually confront China on trade and do something about trying to change the relationship we have with them, where literally they're they're the only country that's winning between our trade relationship. It's ridiculous. You've know, you got to give Trump Trump credit. We you know, he before the pandemic went down here. You know, when China already knew about the, the, the virus and the outbreak and everything, but they weren't telling us about it yet, they hammered out the first phase of the trade deal. That's a big thing. I mean, when things get back to normal and they go back to the, 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 the drawing board and everything again to work on the trade deal, if they get another phase or two or, or, of, the, of the trade deal done, once that trade deal is done, it's going to be huge for the U.S. economy and for our exports. That's exactly why I love the president. We have to give him his credit. We we have to start doing that. We have to stop letting the media tell us that Trump is not doing anything. Because when I when I look online on Instagram, Facebook, etc., I hear people saying Trump is doing a terrible job as president during this pandemic when they're not even actually looking at what he's doing. What they are doing is listening to these corrupt politicians, these corrupt uh, CNN reporters, etc. They are listening to them instead of doing their own research 
We always had to do our own research instead of just splattering out lies and, and, and hatred about the president when we don't know anything at all. I've always told myself, if you don't, if you don't know anything about a conversation, don't get into it. I've always thought of that because if somebody's talking about cars and I know nothing about cars, why the hell would I get in that conversation about cars? I've always thought of it, thought of it that way. And that's what America should think of it. Because if you don't know anything, you shouldn't talk about it until you do your own research. Yes, most definitely. I agree with that a hundred percent. And that's why I really, really like the walk away movement mm -hmm. and Blexit. I really do. Because I think that, if you watch a walk away, if you watch a couple walk away videos on YouTube or whatever, um, you know it's really interesting to see the stories of these people. That like, if, they, if if you listen to them, they all they all basically say the same thing. At some point, they decided to actually sit down and do the research mm -hmm. and learn the truth about history. Every single story is like that. Two party. Every single you know? story. And, um, President Trump cruises to victory with a record-breaking Republican turnout. Trump got more total votes than Obama got as an incumbent. Republican turnout operation in Texas is extraordinary. Complete domination. Receiving more primary votes than any sitting president. We're winning. We're winning all over. We have record turnout for an incumbent president. The Republican Party has never been unified like it is now. Turnout was also huge for Donald President Trump. President Trump celebrating a record-breaking victory. It's not even a party, it's a movement. More than President Obama had by a wide margin. Let's, let's realize how good Donald Trump's political operation is. To all Americans tonight, I'm with you, the American people. I am with you, I will fight for you, and I will win for you. And we are going to keep America great. And that's when they wake up and they end up leaving the left. You know what I mean? Um, which, you know, if you, if you want to try, if you want to maybe like segment over into, into one of the other questions that you gave me, the one having to do with um, if I'd ever vote for a Democrat, um, honestly, I thought about it and like, you know, honestly, it, no, I can, I can tell you that at this point right now, I wouldn't vote for a Democrat because the fact of the matter is, is that I, I support these movements like the walk away movement and like Blexit because I would, I would advise any person out there in a logical conversation to leave the left. You know what I'm saying? Unless they were already entrenched in it or whatever, or like could not be swayed or changed. I would tell any person that was kind of like, you know, on the, on the border of what, not knowing what they want to do. To, to get away from the left, uh -huh. because I just really think that I don't I think that the direction that things have gone with the left has made it where I just couldn't vote for a Democrat at this point. I just couldn't do it. Um, since we're on that topic of would you vote for a Democrat, which was going to be my third question. Um, so here it is. Would I ever vote for a Democrat? Yes, I would. But the thing is, I need them to be slightly conservative or libertarian, sort of um, like one of them is an example Tulsi Gabbard. She has many different opinions on uh, many different political statures or whatever. Um, she sure. she does agree with abortion, which I don't agree with. I, I wouldn't vote for her on that. But um, I think she agrees on a wall. I think she agrees on uh, uh, helping the black community. She's very she's very um, so, she's very conservative. I would say that she has some very conservative views. That is one of the only Democrats I would actually vote for. So if we're asking the question right now, right here, um, would you ever vote for a Democrat? Yes, I would. But it has to be great policy that I can agree with unless there is a Republican that is solely corrupt that is running for president. No, I would not vote for them regardless of my political status. Um, if there's a Democrat that I definitely do agree with, yes, I will vote for Democrat. Well, you brought up a, a good point, a, a point that, that I that I that I share with you and uh, that we have in common, which is that um, you're, you're even though you're against abortion, you 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 would consider voting for Tulsi Gabbard, knowing that she supports abortion on the same way. I'm against abortion, too, but I wouldn't disqualify a, a political candidate uh, because they supported abortion. You know what that's, I'm that's saying? That's like that's like being excited. Um, you know I what I mean? Yes, I agree with you on that. Um, now, the thing is, is, you know, 
I mean, you know, I'm 37, you know, um, you're a younger guy than I am, but we all go through our own evolution as we get older. And you know what, honestly, years ago, um, I used to be 50, 50 on abortion. And now really it's only been about a year now where I've actually reached a point where I've been against abortion. So it took me a long time to evolve to that point. And very well, 15, 20 years from now, I'll probably be even more conservative than I am now. Well, we can only tell what time does, what uh, we can't tell the future, but definitely there is going to be some change in this country that is going to be massive. We're not sure if it's going to be great or bad, um, but we just have to wait. So, Apartments.com puts more renters in new homes than any other website. How? by sniffing out more listings than anybody else. Really? Things are going really well with us. My lease is up on the first, and I think he wants me to move in with him. What? I've got a potential lead on a vacancy. What's up with this dog? Is, is that your dog? Good boy. What, what's up with the cone? I told you this would work. Apartments.com, the most popular place to find a place. So what is attractive to you about being a conservative, exactly? Well, um, I mean, when I, when I first, uh, when I first started off, um, I, I guess I was kind of liberal when I was a kid, you know, growing up, my parents never, never talked about politics or religion or anything like that in my house growing up. Those were not topics that I was, I was ever exposed to. So I had to learn all this, all that stuff on my own. And, um, you know, um, and I became a Christian on my own and everything and, uh, and I became a Republican eventually around when I was around 21, 22 years old. And the reason I became a Republican was because I used to read the, the USA Today, right? One of the most left-wing newspapers in the country. But when I first started reading it, it was just because I liked the sports sections at one point. But then over time, I started reading the whole paper. And I started to realize that a lot of the things I was reading in the paper, I didn't agree with or I, I found them to be lies or like fabrications that, that I found them to be like, just kind of like liberal, like crap. And so um, that's what kind of turned me right there was that's when I snapped, when like the light bulb went off for me and I became a Republican. And then I was a Republican for, for several years. And then I got to a point where I um, got less um, favorable about the Republican party in general, although I'm starting to come back around more now. Um, and that's when I ad adopted the word conservative and started to label myself a conservative mm -hmm. or a Republican. And um, as far as, um, you know, uh, why I like why I like the term or why, you know, why I why I feel like that represents me. Well, uh, you know, it uh, I guess basically. Down to is um, my my core. You know, um, my, my core values and my core beliefs. And at the end of the day, um, you know, uh, the, the conservative movement and conservatism aligns with everything that I believe for the most part and everything that I agree on and, and like everything that I, that I find to be important as far as my values and like my morals and whatnot. Um, so as far as that goes, it just it just fits for me. It's like it's like you know it fits like a glove. Um, you know, uh, I, I couldn't imagine being anything else other than a conservative. Um, you know, and um, you know, uh, of course, when it comes to like abortion, I do want to put it out there that I do uh, accept it in cases where um, there's incest or rape or or the, or, the, or the the mother's health is is that at stake or something like that. But, um, you know, conservatism starts from a sentiment that all mature people can readily share. The sentiment that good things are easily destroyed, but not easily created. And that's, that's from Roger. And that really kind of like, um, explains a little bit about why I, why I believe in conservatism and why I like being a conservative. Um, I came to the realization that uh, none of my views or beliefs fit with the left or, or with liberal yeah. ideology. So at that point, there was nowhere to go for me but being a conservative.
Um, well, I've always had a problem with uh, the left. Well, not always. I can't say always. But uh, I did have some issues with family members who are part of the left. And if, when we're talking about what attracts me of being conservative is most people in the conservative realm or a Republican, they usually are okay with listening to other people's opinions. That That's definitely something that's on top for me. And um, when, you, when you were just talking about abortion, a lot of them don't agree with abortion. That definitely attracts me to the Republican Conservative Party. But um, I do disagree with you on certain issues. When you said about abortion, you said you are okay with abortion in cases of rape, incest, or if the mother has a problem. I do agree with the mother having an issue with her and the baby's life at risk. That is okay because one of them can possibly die. That's a life in life situation where you just can't handle it. But in the in the case of rape and incest, um, I do have an issue with people killing them because the child has nothing to do with what the parents have done. Even though a guy might rape a woman or a woman might rape a guy. They might create a child, but I don't think the child should be, shouldn't be able to have a life because the father or the mother raped someone or each other. And the, I understand. Look, I mean, look, you know, you're allowed to have your, to have a different opinion, you know, and I totally understand where you're coming from. I do. Um, I guess it's just a situation for me where, like, when I think about a situation like that with a woman being raped and whatnot and then having to carry that child and, like, what kind of life that's going to – that she might end up having to lead where she's actually got to be involved with her rapist as, like, the father and all that kind of stuff. I would never want to make a woman have to live mm-hmm. that kind of life and have to, like, revisit being raped all the time because they've got to go meet their rapist to, like, drop their – Yeah, that's horrible. Them, you but know what I mean? uh, that's why in those type of cases – they should put the kid in uh, another family's care or adoption um, instead of foster care. Foster care is terrible for all kids. We should never put our kids in foster care. But for kids that need to be adopted, that's what they should put them at if they don't want to deal with the child or the rapist. Because once you rape somebody, I'm sure that the rapist would be leaving. I'm sure the rapist would go away. I'm sure the rapists would not even come back. So if we're talking about the parents being consensual parents, um, oh. believe it or not, believe it or not, a couple of them have actually have actually like gotten arrested, gone to jail, and then fought for their own paternity rights to the kid and whatnot. And it's happened a couple times now. And like, there's been judges who have actually like given the the given the guy who like who like has already been totally like found guilty of rape. They've given him, they've given the guy. Well, that's a problem with our rights. judicial system that needs to definitely be fixed. Um, but in yes, that case, abortion should not happen unless, in my opinion, unless the mother or the, or whoever's life is at risk is, you know, the, the lives are at risk. That's the thing. That's where I can agree on abortion. Sure. I hear you. You know what? I mean, that's the thing. But you know what, man? That's the thing about us conservatives is that we're, we we can handle not agreeing on everything 100%. We can accept just agreeing on 80% and just move on. You know what I mean? Like, it Yeah, where we're threatening each other or, like you know, yeah, stuff like that. Starting the starting problem. Starting to fight. Yeah. Yeah. I like about being conservative, man, is that conservative people yeah. don't get all emotional about this stuff. You know what I mean? We just they just talk about it, you know. And that's the thing about people on the left, and I've experienced this a lot in my life. When you try to debate them and stuff like that, they get they get emotional and they get impulsive. And um, it, it a lot of times if they if they don't know what they're doing, if they don't really know what they're talking about or whatever, and they and they can see that they're losing the debate. They'll just start calling names, calling them racist or yeah. whatever, you know, for no reason. That, that's left. Only, only people on the so. Oh, since we're still talking about what's attractive to being a, me being a conservative, um, well, there is something that it's very controversial, controversial in 2020 or the 21st century exactly. Um, what attracts me to the conservative part? Yes. Um, it's to the, be a conservative? 
No. To be a conservative? Well, not that. I'm saying yeah, what I'm about to say is controversial in 2020. Um, oh, well, okay, okay. I agree with traditional women. Traditional women who don't have a job but stay at home. I agree with that stature. Because if you, if you, if you really connect the Me pictures too. of women from the past to pictures of women now, most women in the past were happier being at home with the children and cleaning up. They enjoy that. Men do not enjoy cleaning up poop diapers. They do not enjoy cooking. Well, sometimes they do, but that's pretty much because they have to cook for themselves. Like if you're living alone, you have to cook for yourself. You have to clean for yourself. But if you are in a relationship with a woman or you're having a family, most of the time women are okay with cleaning up. They're okay with... Well, well look, let, let's be honest here, Rashid. Let's take into consideration that women are biologically and genetically um, designed exactly. to do those things, to, to, to take care of the baby. You know what I mean? And um, like that's 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 like God God um, and science and everything you know together. That's what they, that's, that create create women that, in that way to where like they they're genetically and they're heretic, hereditarily known. They know you know in their DNA and everything how to take care of children and, better than men. And you do. see from the past, true? like the fifties or the sixties. When women, or, or earlier in the 1800s where women weren't liberated, um, you see they're a lot more happier. The, the reason why is because they have their men going out to war, going out to fight, going to work, providing for the family. I am okay with that. I'm okay with the structure, traditional family. But the thing is, when you look at women now, they are a lot more angrier. They are a lot more abusive to men. They believe that if they have equal rights, then they could beat a man and still get nothing back because men have become soft now where they're letting women walk all over them. That is because women have been liberated. If they weren't liberated, women would not be in politics. Women would, and I'm okay with women being in politics because you have people like Nikki Haley or Sarah Sanders or the newest press secretary, Kayla McNanny. She's super hot. Anyways, uh, um, you have to remember women are a lot more angrier these days because they are liberated. And you see, if you really think about it, if you were to go home to your wife, like, let's be, let's be, um, let's make up something. If you were home, going home to your wife, came from your job let's say we were in the 1800s or the 50s and your wife said oh my goodness i'm so glad you're home um i cooked dinner for you she's not complaining about you being lazy and being at home she's not complaining about the house being dirty now if you look at women now when their husband is at work and the wife is at work she's complaining about how the house looks she's complaining about who's going to watch the kids she's complaining about what's to eat She's complaining about everything, you know what I mean? But in the past, women didn't have to complain about it because they were doing it themselves. That's why I agree with that. Okay. I see what you're saying. Um, you know, uh, I mean, I'm definitely um, a big, a really big believer of um, the nuclear family. And, um, you know, uh, I, I'll, one thing I'll, that I'd like to point out to you that I bet you might find interesting is that um, in, uh, in 1950 and 1960, um, the, the black fatherless rate um, was either a little bit under or around 20%, okay? Um, so, you know, um, and basically almost all, like almost all, you know, back then, almost all, you know, um, black men and women got married, you know, like, I mean, you know, 75, 80, 87 percent of all the black adults back then were married with children, you know, um, and um, I think it's, it's, it, I mean, and this was, this was actually like mm -hmm. pre, you know, before segregation ended and, and like, you know, um, and literally it, it's insane because if you think about it, 
you look at where things are at now in the black community, and some people don't like me talking about these things and bringing them up, but the fact is, is they're they're facts, and like you know, there's no there's mm-hmm. they have to be dealt with, so so we have to talk about them. But um, the black fatherhood rate right now that's that's US a real big issue. Percent, um, you know, that's a that's a major problem, and I got to be honest with you, you know what, people aren't going to like this, but that's a bigger issue in yeah, the black yeah. community than yes. uh, police brutality. Because police were literally last year, nine unarmed black men were killed. Nine. I know, I know. I took that, and you, you know, you they know, called you racist. I bet when I put that out there, right? Oh yeah, they tried to get me kicked off the app because I said that on Rizzle. Rizzle is an app that me and um, Rashid are on. We're Rizzlers on there, and um. We're, we're, we're one of the very, we're, very we're few conservatives on the app that are on there, and uh, and unfortunately, there's people on that app that don't know a whole lot about things, and they get scared when I start bringing up these truths, and it's just it's just really pathetic because, like Rashid just said, it it's it's, it's real bad. If you really want to do something that to help the black community. We need to try to make sure that more black men will stick, will raise their children. And we sort of need more policing. We sort of need more policing in the black community because more of the crime is happening on black on black. This is not a racist thing. It's not a racist thing to say that black on black crime is a real big problem in the black community. The reason this is, is because it's fatherless. That's the reason why there's so much black on black crime because they are fatherless. They are fatherless. It that it, it connects easily, easily. That's the connection. Yep. I, I brought that's. Yeah. They don't realize that that not having a father like can that. cause a traumatic event in a child's life, in a man's life, because most of these men are raised by women, which women think with emotion. They think with emotion. So we're talking about biological facts. So any women that are listening to this, you have to understand we're talking about biological facts. Women think with emotion. And when women think with emotion, they teach their kids to hate their fathers. They teach their kids to hate men. They teach their kids to hate each other. They teach their kids to, to fight all the time, to hate the cops, to, to just blame everything on other people instead of blaming it on themselves. Yep. Blame, blame when you look at yep, that's what they do. They blame they blame the whole world. Yes, for all the they it from them. And that and the kid. All, that so kid when when you think about the psychology you know of I mean? women, when you think about the psychology of women, um, they mostly do never. They mostly never ever ever think to blame themselves about anything. If they were to kill a man, they won't blame it on themselves. They will blame it on the man. They will say it was the man's fault that I had to kill him. It was a man's fault that he did something wrong to me, that he hurt my feelings. Women never, ever, ever blame themselves no. for anything unless it was the last resort that they can use. I don't want to. I don't want to go get in and start like you know. I don't want to start getting after women or anything like that and whatnot. But I just want to point it out that. You know, uh, when you see these women all the time, you know, that get caught up in shit like that woman, that woman, that that woman that tried to have her husband killed a couple of years ago down in Florida. And um, like, I mean, she kept on lying and lying and lying about it for so long. Like they literally the, 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 mm-hmm. the, the whole mentality of self-preservation. They, they will be mischievous to the like, end they, of time. Themselves no matter what. It doesn't matter what they what. what yeah, it doesn't matter what the yeah. truth is. They don't care. You know what I'm saying? Like the integrity goes out the window at that point. But again, I don't want to get into like a hit squad thing with women or anything like that. Um, but uh... for over 80 years, Nissan has been with you through thick and thin, and now is no different. We're offering payment options for current owners. Our service departments are here to help. And now, we're offering more help. No payments for three months. Plus, we'll cover your payments for up to two additional months. This 
is help when you need it. Okay, so here is a nice question. What could you see liberals and conservatives comprehend? Actually, we didn't do that question. We won't be doing that question because I I don't think that there's going to be a lot of things on that point. But what is your biggest critique of liberals? Okay, um, biggest critique of, of, of liberals in the left. Um, well, I would say that, I mean, geez, you know what? There's so many things to that I could bring up. You know what I mean? Like, it's hard to, it's hard to just pick one. Um, but, um, you know, uh, I guess I would say that it's just it's hard it's hard to just pick one, but I don't like people on the left basing their arguments on emotion and impulse instead of logic and <laughs> yes. I don't like the denial yes. of the scientific reality of sex and gender that you see from the left and like the trans activists and the celebrities and like you know all these people out there. It's so ridiculous. There are not seventy one different genders. Gender is binary. It's not a social construct. When sperm um, fertilizes an egg at conception, the baby will either be female or male, and biology will dictate hormonal exposure in utero and the child's resulting gender identity. There are only two sexes and two genders, and anything else is scientifically inaccurate. Um, What would even be the point of a person becoming transgender if men and women were interchangeable and we had no biological differences between between us um you know uh non-binary and gender fluidity are are not actually scientifically backed terms they're just made up words that the left made up um for 99 percent of us our biological gender is our gender identity according to plant parenthood that's it's not a sign it's just you at birth. It's you. It's crazy. Um, a, a complete and utter lie. Um, we are, we are allowing our children to be taught pseudoscience on the internet for a tool about gender sex, and and that's it's wrong. You know what I mean? Like it really bothers me because it, it it's crap. You know. Um, I'm telling you right now. Yeah. I think it's insane for anybody to sit here and try to and, and try to pretend that there's more than two genders. It's insane. Um, and you can't even bring this stuff up anymore or people get all pissed off now. It's ridiculous. You can't even talk about biological facts or, 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 or the, the truth yeah. about science. Yeah, it's a real issue. Um, yeah, you know, I was about to say something about intersex. I know gender dysphoria is real. Intersex is a condition. But most of the time with the intersex case... They can choose. They can choose which gender they want to be. Which which gender is mostly showing? A, a child they usually change it. When, when a child is intersex, the, the child is born with um, an anatomy, the characteristics of a, an anatomy yes. of both sexes. So they so they can then choose which sex they can feel comfortable in, and and I those those people I respect those people as transgender. I get, I get why they want to transition. I, I understand it. And I actually respect it, to tell you the truth. I respect the hell out of the fact that these people actually go through these transitions because it's, it's a hell of an experience to probably go through, I would have to imagine. It's probably like a really deep and dark thing to do. Um, but so that's mm-hmm. basically the main thing. is This, this whole oh. thing with gender being a social construct, it's just total nonsense. Yes. You know, it's it's, a, it's supported by biology, it's supported by fact. Being non-binary is not supported by any type of uh, a scientifical. Um, what would you call it? Any it's, it's not it's not explained by science. It's not it cannot be explained at all. Research or study. You can you can ask any doctor or scientist. You no, can, you, you no, might hate that no doctor or scientist. You may say that, that a doctor is supposed to make you feel good. No, the hell they are not. They're not supposed to make you feel a certain way. A scientist. Well, I guess. I guess they're on unless they're on the. 
if they're on the left and and like and they're and they're, and they're like in, and they're making money off of the hormones and the surgeries and everything like that, if they're one of those people, they'll tell you anything. But any good any good doctor will tell you that people who say that they're that they're that they're that they're uh, mm-hmm. you know their gen- that they that their gender is fluid or whatever, that's just a bunch of made up crap. So, when uh, we were talking about the biggest critique of liberals, for me, my biggest critique of liberals is over-sexualizing children. Children are being subjected to sex constantly in every single community, in every single level of the United States. They are having, um, what is it called? Uh, They're not called transgenders, but they are called drag queens. They have drag queen story hours. Some children are drag queens. There are many children who are drag queens. Little boy, you know, it, it, it's it's ridiculous because you have to realize drag queens are not like Isn't people with costumes on. They're not people. This, this is not. This is not. This is not Barney. This is not Superman. These are real These sexualized people who are just like strippers. They dance for money. They are entertainers. And when you have children who are being subjected to this type of energy, you don't see strippers walking around in schools trying to teach and read people books. You don't see that because the thing with the left, the left believes yeah, that it's crazy. Uh, drag that, queens are transgenders. The, there's been a drag, insane. there's been many conservative or Republican drag queens out there who tell us it is a horrible idea to make your kids go to a drag queen story hour when drag queens are sexualized Actors, they are sexualized people, and when you over-sexualize children, they believe this is how life is. This is how reality is. You do not want children, children who are 12, children who are 13, children who are eight. You don't want children walking around with panties out with their um with uh, sh- with different types of sexualized outfits on. Because when you teach kids from a young age that you can be a drag queen, you can be whatever you want, you can be a man, you can be a woman, you can be all this. Then you confuse a child. You confuse them, and that over-sexualizes them. That could ruin a child's mind. In Sweden, in Sweden, Sweden is one of the most progressive countries out there. Straight apply. In Sweden, they're lying to them too. That's the thing. They're lying to these children. They're lying to them. Okay, in Sweden. It's the most progressive oh, country out there. Sweden. The most progressive exactly country. They didn't even shut down the country during the yep. pandemic, but yep. very far left. In in many the cases, far, I think it was yep. there was a documentary made. Children so far left. who are in Sweden have non-binary art classes, have non-binary schools where they don't oh, have no. gender. They don't have gender. I, I know about this. Can you believe that crap? But I think it's unbelievable. They're actually, I think there's an underlining they're uh, agenda out there. And I, I, and I want to try to talk about it. The underlining agenda is they are trying to get rid of the male gender. They're trying to get rid of males. The reason I think this they no, they they want more people to become trans and stuff like that because they think it's going to help them politically. Because if you look at the numbers, um, you know, when, when you look at when you look at the transgender people who actually mm-hmm. get, get are out in the public and whatnot, they're all on the left. They're all hardcore SJWs and whatnot. Right. And so the liberals think more people that become trans and stuff like that. It, it's the, stupid. The, the, but the, the reason more, I the think support the reason I think they're after men is because. If you haven't seen a documentary, there's a documentary out there where a woman is raising two women are raising their kids as genderless people. And they they consider themselves genderless as well. They consider themselves trans. These are two women. And they these these two boys, these two boys are growing up with these horrible parents who say they can be whatever they want. They give them any type of toy. They give them truck they don't even get they don't even give them boy toys they don't even give them boy toys what they give them is yeah 
raise a child. Horrible. When you when you tell a boy, when you tell That's a young a man that he has no gender, he is nothing. He is nothing without. That's what makes us. us. Our gender makes us yeah. us. If you if you were not a man, when you wouldn't have a name. What do you have? For real. This means nothing. This bodily thing means nothing. Your testicles mean nothing. You can be whatever you want. You know that. You know. Yeah. You know that. It's really obvious. They're they're just using their kids as like a political statement. That's all it is. They, they, they and I'm so glad for the, the conservative Republican Party because yeah, they don't they have much of that. They don't have the free propaganda. speech over there in Sweden. In Canada, there's a law out there. If you if you mistreat your child, if you don't call them the name they want to be, if you don't say if they are the gender to which they claim to be, then you can lose your child. That is the most left policy I've ever heard. They the can, most left policy. Yeah, they can take your kid. If you don't support the, if you, I, that's why I never live in Canada because Bill C six B Bill seventeen B C sixteen was terrible. It, it it was terrible legislation. It basically made it it basically made it legal for any person in Canada to just. Flat out, just say I'm transgender, and automatically you just you have to respect the person as transgender just because they say they are. Like you know, they don't have to have done anything. They don't have to have transitioned. They don't have to have done anything, and they can just claim that they're that they're anything, and you have to respect them. And it's ridiculous. And like literally, you know, I've dealt with this in my own personal life with a child. When I've gone through this situation before with the transgender, and I'm right now. Um, if you just give in to these kids when they, when they when they go on the internet and find out about this stuff and whatnot, a lot of times it, they're being pressured by their friends and stuff like that into this. And at a short time, if you if you if you don't want them to get, if you don't it, let it's obviously do that crap, it's obviously an issue with the left, and it's obviously an issue with many of these countries fine. who would just let anything pass. Any, any law will pass with them if it's left. So. Thanks for sharing your DIY haircuts. Thanks for sharing your savage moves and especially your awkward ones. Thanks for sharing your cute kids and your adorable pets. Now it's our turn to share with the Geico Giveback, a 15% credit on car and motorcycle policies for both current and new customers. And because we're committed for the long haul, the credit lasts your full policy term. So thanks again. One good share deserves another. Okay, so what would be the main political agenda become, of your ideal conservative politician? I, I think I've asked you this um, the other day. But... Well, honestly, I don't really, I don't want, I don't like to get into like, the, you know, the, the most like the ideal candidate, like, you know, hypothetically and all that. All I'll say about that is basically just that, um, you know, I guess if there was, a, if there was somebody that was going to be running for election in, um, 2024 on the Republican side, I would want them mm -hmm. to, be, um, to, to, uh, continue building Trump's wall. If it still needs to be built at that point, I would continue building the wall. I would want that person to uh, support border security um, and, uh, and and deportation of illegal of illegal illegal immigrants, um, and I would want them to have Trump type pop, like mentality about trade and about about economics and whatnot. I would want to I would want a, a candidate that that wanted to keep taxes low and and keep regulations low. Um, yeah. you know, and, and, and one that was a nationalist and just like Trump wants to put America first all the time over, over everybody else. Mm -hmm. That's what I really want to be able to, that's, like, that's I, what I look for in, in, in the right. I would candidate. definitely support Nikki Haley if she ran for president. Female candidate or I would definitely support Nikki Haley. It doesn't make any difference to me. Cause but, you, know, you, you, um, you have to realize some, some of her, um, it. 
some of her policies are just amazing, yeah, like outstanding. Um, yeah, if you, if you check her out on uh, abortion, she disagrees with abortion. If you check her out on Trump's policies, she's okay with Trump. She's she appreciates Trump, and um, I, I also believe. Let's keep that a secret. But I also believe that Trump might be replacing by Bi- uh, not Biden. Trump might be place, replacing Pence with Nikki Haley. That's a great possibility. Possibility. Hopefully. I don't think so. No, Pence is gonna Pence Pence is gonna ride it all the way through. Pence will be the Pence is gonna be there all the way through. He's gonna be he'll be with Trump through the election and everything like that, and he'll be the vice president. Trump's gonna win the election, man. Um I've I've already seen polls that have already flat out said that. And these are older polls, but they're from really good, really good poll people that I that I know that I know are really good that have said that um, that Trump could get anywhere between like 20 to 24 to like 35 percent of the black vote in this election. And if he if he gets even 20 percent of the black vote, it, 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 it'll automatically make it a landslide for well, him because if the Democrats lose I definitely agree with you there vote, and um, Trump is definitely going to win Trump 2020, gotta say that yeah. yeah a lot of people call my videos offensive well, fuck you people ask us why we have so many guns I just tell them, how about over 200 years of freedom, bitch here at Black Rifle Coffee Company, we have a coffee club, which means you spend less time ordering and more time doing what you love. No look! And I actually hit that. Instead of worrying about microaggressions and what bathroom I'm gonna use, I believe it's important to support the people that actually serve our country. Unlike your competitors who just rebag other people's coffee, we roast ours right here in-house. Evan! Fresh roasted freedom. I've heard people say patriotism is racism. Well, as a veteran-owned company, we give zero fucks about your opinion. Nice ass. So what does being a conservative mean? You know, um, well, I mean, you know, all it really means to me is it's it's just a word that I feel like really encompasses like who I am. If you if I was gonna throw out one word to kind of explain who I am, you know, conservative. I just feel like fits fits, you know, like for, for who I am as a, as a person, um, you know, I like the word. Um, I think it reflects very well, like who I am and what my beliefs are and whatnot. Mm-hmm. And I feel like, you know, conservatism is the right way to go in life. Like it's, or I wouldn't, I wouldn't be, uh, be such a big supporter. Of yeah. It. Yeah. I feel like there's a family. That, I, I feel like there's a family, there, a family structure there with being a conservative where like, you know, other conservatives, other conservatives care about other conservatives. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, you know, um, so, so, you know, I just, I enjoy that well, aspect of it. I like being a Trump supporter. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. You know, it's, yeah. it's, it's hard. Uh, to be it, a Trump that's what, that's, that's one of the biggest things that we have in the Republican slash conservative community is that many of us are hiding. Many of us are afraid that we could get fired, that we can get bullied, that we can get yelled at, that we can get taunted, that we can get disowned by our family just because of our political views. And that does happen a lot. Yes, I was harassed and um, attacked because I am Republican and a Trump supporter. Yes, I have been attacked because of that. I've been yelled at because of it. I have been abused because of it. But guess what? I'm still a Republican Trump supporter because I actually care. And that's why... Trump should appreciate every single Republican and every single conservative that supports him because we are risking our lives, our livelihood as well, because we support him. Everything is risked because he is a very oh, man. polarizing 
uh, he's a very polarizing figure in the uh, in, in DC. I mean, no question about it. You know, um, I uh, I was going to go to a Trump rally a couple months back, or not not a couple months back. Um, probably about probably a little bit less than a year ago, I was going to go to a Trump rally, and um, I actually like had to really think about whether or not I was going to wear my Trump hat. Um, like going in and everything like that because I was honestly really afraid that somebody might like start shit with me and like jump me or something. You know what I mean? Like, you know, cause you never know. Yeah. It's a very scary thing because when, when you think about it, when people are on the left, they don't even, they don't even think about Trump supporters when they're at their own rallies because they know they don't even know, but Trump supporters know we're we not going to go to your rally we and harass know. you. We're not gonna go to we you. Oh, yeah. we you. That's that's, that's the left. None of us. We don't, we don't do that stuff. You know that. That we, makes us. We don't. That protest. makes us look bad. That makes us look horrible. And that's that's not gonna gain us any support. What does look bad is no. scaring people into agreeing with you, hurting people, bullying people. If you see many of those videos, twenty people ran after a Trump supporter. What are you gonna do to the guy? You're gonna beat him to death. You're gonna kill him just because he's wearing a MAGA hat, and it takes twenty of you to chase after him. For real, after one guy, and not one of you thought, should we be racing? Should we be chasing after this guy if we don't even know what he believes? We don't even care what he believes, but should we be chasing him? That's the problem with a lot of Democrats and people on the left. They don't even care about other human beings because if I was that person who was running, I would be terrified of my life. If 20 people were running after me and one guy, have you seen recently the guy who was trying to protect a statue from getting broken down, which was also a Trump supporter. He was a Trump supporter. He was carrying a gun. He was trying to protect the statue from being defaced and being burned down. And guess what? 20 plus people chased after him. And guess what? He was fearing for his life and he started shooting. That is something I do not disagree with because if you are being chased by 20 plus people because you were trying to defend a statue, what the hell can you do? What can you do? No, you, there's, there's not much you can do. And I'll tell you right now, I would be somebody who would defend a statue too because I would not allow somebody to tear down Thomas Jefferson. If a bunch of people chase after me and I was fearing for my life, I will shoot bullets everywhere. If I am fearing for my life, as soon as well, that's your right. With, with, with um, I think you've heard of him before, but uh, um, I forgot what his name is. But he's a YouTuber. He he did a reaction to this video. Uh, the thing is, with the left, when you when you're not shooting at them, when you're not when you're not hurting them, when you are going when you're walking away, because they told him they said, "Get the fuck out of here, get the hell out of here." He walked away. But what the left does, when you walk away, they follow right behind you. They don't even leave you alone. When the guy is trying to leave, he doesn't want a confrontation. If I was trying to leave, I don't want a confrontation. I don't want an issue. I'm walking away. But what the left does is they chase you. They go after you. They go behind you. They antagonize they, they're the, the, the all the all the violence is coming from the left, and if people can't see that at this point, then they must be blind. It, it's it's a, it's a really sad thing that happens in our country now. It's a very sad thing, but you know what? We got to stay strong. We got to stay powerful. We gotta, you know. well, you're right. You're you're right, brother. And listen, I just want to let you know. Um, you know, uh, just to just to put it out there for you, I've got to take my dog out to go to the bathroom here sometime soon. Um, so I didn't want to like, you know, I don't want to just bail on you, but I just want to let you know. Okay, great. Well, listen, Rashid, I want to thank you very much for giving me this opportunity, brother, and allowing me to have this chance to, um, you know, just, uh, uh, get my foot in the door with this podcasting yes. and whatnot. And, um, so thank you. Thank you very much, brother. I really appreciate you. And, um, I really hope that you're going to come over onto my show sometime soon. So Definitely. That I enjoyed being on, I enjoyed you having, <laughs> I'm getting my words so mixed up. That's because I'm so excited. Uh, but I enjoyed you being on my show today. I enjoyed having another person on and we had a great conversation. We talked about what's great about being a, a conservative. We talked about what kind of ideal person we were like in uh, our presidency. We talked about liberals and our critiques of them. Um, 
we talked about pretty much everything that we could. We talked about if you ever vote for a Democrat, we talked about abortion, pretty much everything. So I enjoyed the conversation. Oh, man. I think we... I think we could probably do another hour in a week and we'd be fine. We have plenty to talk this, about. This was awesome. I loved it. You got to come back on. Great. I will I will come back on. I want to knock out a couple episodes on my podcast, but then I'll definitely be yep. back on your and show. And I'll be on your show sooner than later. Most definitely, brother. All right, man. Thank we'll you, Jeff. Talk to you later. Appreciate it. No problem. Thank you, Rashid. I appreciate you, brother. You too. Take care. Nobody said it was going to be easy for us, but we will never be stopped. I will be the greatest jobs president that God ever created. Record low unemployment and a record high stock market. The Trump economy is red hot. Rocket Man is on a suicide mission for himself and for his regime. They will be met with fire and fury like the world has never seen. Now Kim Jong-un says President Trump will pay dearly for those words. Getting a good picture, everybody, so we look nice and handsome and thin. And Beautiful. North Korea now committing to complete denuclearization. I mean, it's truly remarkable what he's doing. He has done more than any president in recent history, certainly in the last half century. He's not a politician. He's one of us. Never, ever, ever give up. Never stop fighting for what you believe in and for the people who care about you. Carry yourself with dignity and pride. Relish the opportunity to be an outsider. Embrace that label because it's the outsiders who change the world and who make a real and lasting difference. Treat the word impossible as nothing more than motivation. Three American hostages are back home. I am asking all citizens to embrace this renewal of the American spirit. Seize this moment. Believe in yourselves. Believe in your future. And believe once more in America. I will fight for you with every breath in my body. And I will never, ever let you down. The forgotten man and the forgotten woman. You're not forgotten anymore.